1: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. J-j-jumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Welcome back to Boiler Up Down South. This is the pre-Minnesota edition. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the Gophers, uh, what they do well, where we think Purdue might be able to uh, find some room, and uh, how we think eventually this is going to play out. Um, I am rejoined today, coming off the injured list, uh, maybe even playing under some performance-enhancing Ricolas. Uh Mr. Uh, Garrett Sherman? Hi, I'm sure I sound very nasally. Um, that being said, I am ready to uh, talk about caddyshacking some gophers caddyshacking some gophers he's uh been laid up in bed all week dude drinking whatever. soup
1: out of a mug though honestly it, it fills my heart yeah I mean, it, it fills my tummy but it fills my heart there you go well
0: you've been living the life then because uh you know uh, it is good soup weather it it's is, soup season baby it is soup season baby soup season our favorite season all right and uh in order to pay for soup season um i will go ahead and uh take a quick commercial break uh, and we get back to on the other side we'll start talking about some goof of football
1: it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper that's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Welcome back. Hope you all bought whatever they were selling. Um, <laughs> Garrett. Since you've been holed up in a deep, deep study of the uh, Gopher defense, uh, give me uh, the rundown. What are we looking for on Saturday from those uh, pesky varmints? Yeah, I went down a, a statistical Gopher hole. Uh,
1: and honestly, man, I mean, you got to look at who they're playing. Yeah, it, like, I'm not one of those guys who's hard on like strength of schedule, and I'll get to that later because I do have nice things to say about Minnesota and their defense, but... I mean, they've, they've been doing what they're asked to do, right? I mean, they're, they're still pretty highly ranked. 39th overall in total defense. Their rush defense is better than their passing defense, and again, I'll get to that later. Um, but, I mean, look at the teams they've played, man. Uh, two of their wins uh, have come against the 129th-ranked offense and the 130th-ranked offense in college football. The top tier, the top tier of college football, FBS. And there are only 130 teams. So two of those wins come over the two worst defenses in football. And one of those losses comes against one of the only teams on their schedule who is worse than them on offense. Northwestern. Um, so this is, a, this is a game that uh, Minnesota's defense is going to have to win for them, uh, as, as uh, trends may predict. I'm not
0: Nostradamus or anything, but uh, their offense is not very good. Their defense has also not faced any good offenses
1: outside of Michigan, who skull dragged them 52-10. to 52-10. Yeah, 52-10. Mm. Um, also, shout out to myself for predicting that uh, Purdue would be the first team to score more than 10 points on Michigan.
0: Big accomplishment. That, that hang the banner, baby. Hang, hang the, the banner. Hang the banner. 10 um, scored more than 10 on Michigan. 2023,
1: so that's that's our uh, national championship trophy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so they, they run a four three, like their defensive fronts really good. Um, I mean, in terms of who they played, I mean, ag- again, like I was kind of saying, they've done what they've been asked to do, but they haven't played very many good defenses. So it's going to be interesting to see how they can contain like a, a defense that has the, or sorry, an offense that has the capability to be more creative than they sometimes are. Um, am I out of line for? For saying that Purdue has the talent to be a little bit more creative than they sometimes are.
0: Yes, I don't know. I only grab a line. I think I think that's probably right. Right on cue there. Yeah. Um, so it, for for
1: Minnesota, I mean, this game is is statistically it looks like it's going to be up to their defense, and again, their defense has done what they've been asked to do. But who have they played? Anyway, I'll go forward. Um, you know, when when it comes to the pass rush, like they haven't been like terribly aggressive all season, um, at least through this point in the season. And I think they've only played nine games as well. Yeah, for they're five and four. Um, the two guys you really have to look after, though, like the main assignments, should probably be um, uh, uh Jalen Logan Redding and J- and Jaw Joiner, the two defensive linemen who've combined for the most sacks. They have seven between them. Um, I believe Joyner has uh, four and a half and Logan Redding has
0: two and a half and yeah and uh, Garrett uh, I was watching that Illinois game and Joyner joiner was eating baby he went off he had uh, what would he, he put up four tackle uh, two tackles for loss two sacks for any force to fumble um, he, that's concerning because he they could block, Illinois could not block uh, this dude. Um, he has the weirdest stat line I think I've ever seen uh, on the season um, let's see he has nine total tackles but he, and he has four and a half tackles for loss and four and a half sacks that's okay yeah that's
1: weird that's what? nine total tackles
0: Right? Here, See, because
1: I thought I was looking at it, and he had like yeah. at least thirteen or something. No, no, nine. wow. Okay, all right. So if he's so maybe I didn't go down the uh, statistical <laughs> gopher hole I thought I did.
0: Because so he's only tackling people behind the line of scrimmage, apparently, which uh, you know I guess that's good for him. Um, but yeah, no, he has a crazy stat line. He has set, nine. He has a nine total tackles, four and a half tackles for loss, and four and a half sacks. Uh, He's also forced two fumbles and uh, recovered a fumble. So, again, I would say that uh, right now I think he's uh, seventh in the Big Ten in sacks, and uh, we should probably block him. The problem is they've got two good ends, so it's hard to really chip one. You've got yeah, to yeah, you
1: kind of have to cash in on one or the other.
0: Yeah, unless you just put a tight end on one end and then chip the other off the other end with and, the running back. And
1: we're low on tight ends,
0: as we know. <sighs> so. Never low on tight ends, Garrett. Well, not with my attitude, I suppose. <sighs> All right. Um, so, anyways, yeah, I agree, though. I think the Minnesota defense, what concerns me about the Minnesota defense, Garrett, isn't so much how many points Purdue's going to score against it, but how many points it's going to score against Purdue. Um, I think that's kind of been like a thing all season. It's like, dude, we
1: can't keep giving up those stupid scores and pick sixes.
0: And... Yeah, so that's the thing. I well, The thing that scares me the most, like I said, is is the fact that I think this Minnesota defense, with their solid pass rush, I think they have their safety. Um, and his name escapes me at the moment. Um, but they're starting safety. I think he's the career leader in uh, interceptions. uh or at least is tied for the career uh, interceptions at Minnesota, so I mean they've got they've got guys that can pick it off, and uh, Hudson Cards have been real susceptible to that strip sack uh, coming off the backside too, um, uh, and uh, the guy I was looking for was Tyler Nubin. Tyler Nubin, uh, is Tyler Newbin. Tyler Newbin is the guy that is uh, uh, just broke the record against uh, Illinois last week, or tied the record against Illinois last week. That was a wild game, dude. Did you, did you, I showed you just the end
1: of it, right? Yeah, I just saw the end of it. And I mean, like, and I was about to bring that up, like, not to get too far away from talking about their front seven um, necessarily yet. But, I mean, they they have shown that they can get beaten over the top. Uh, and Hudson Card has an arm. And when he's accurate, it looks really nice. Um, uh, it's kind of a simplistic way of putting it. But, like,
0: Wind's doing a lot of work, heavy lifting. Yeah,
1: that's true. That's true. It just carries <laughs> up there those gusts of wind. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, where, where we uh, what kind of direction were you taking with that? Um,
0: well, I you know, I just think, uh, like I said, I, I'm concerned that Minnesota might be able to score some points. Like I said, against Purdue, uh, just that our since our offensive line is so beat up, um and they look pretty healthy, uh, all in all, um, on their defensive front. Um, yeah, they've only, they've only had two
1: injuries this year and that both of those happened. Um, the two contributors they lost, both of those happened against their loss, uh, to Northwestern and that was September 23rd. So they've, they've played lots of weeks in a row with essentially the same exact defensive personnel rotating in and out, um, as they see fit,
0: um, and you know, it's pretty much the same for Purdue. We've lost, uh, you lost a corner, and we lost OC brothers. But I'm not sure if we didn't find a better player uh, when that happened, um, or at least a similar player. Um, and you know, I guess the the secondary has been kind of beat up. The, the corner situation's a little yeah. dire. Uh, but, um, anyways, yeah, let's talk a little bit about this gopher offense cause it's not, it's not great, but it is understandably. So, uh, the gophers are going to uh, stay to the ground or at least try to, uh, I feel like that's what they are, uh, you know, meant to be as a ground based team.
1: Yeah. And they really, even on the ground, they haven't really found their offensive momentum.
0: No, they, I feel like they're this year. they're burrowing into uh, some uh, rocky terrain here. Again, there are only thirteen
1: offenses in the country uh, with lower ranked total offenses than Minnesota. So,
0: not great, not great. Um, t- uh, Tanner Morgan, believe it or not, is not the quarterback for Minnesota this year. It seems like he was there for a decade. I feel like he's older than I am. He looks older than I am. I feel like, Um, and so uh, yeah, they've got a new quarterback in charge, and things have not been uh, great. Now he played a lot last year too, um, and uh, did all right. And his name is uh, Aethan. Aethan. Do you remember? uh, Do you remember Tate Martell? I do. Tathan. 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 and Aethan.
1: I wonder. Man, I mean, I knew a lot of Nathans, but you know, maybe they should team up be like the uh, (laughs) the Triforce of Athens.
0: So anyways Ethan Caliok man, oh man, his name is difficult to say to you. But anyways, he uh, he's thrown, he's completing 54% of his passes, he's thrown 10 touchdowns and 7 interceptions. Uh, Which like, through that many games is like he's
1: a game manager
0: right yeah basic game manager he'll throw you some picks he's not any, uh, gonna really beat you deep uh he's not super mobile um i think i think minnesota sees some arm talent in him um i, I think he's a the guy they think they can build up uh to eventually sort of, uh, uh, have a higher ceiling, but he hasn't reached that yet. It's not, it's been a rough, rough year for the dude. Um, and, uh, so I think Purdue, I was talking about how Minnesota, what worries me about Minnesota is that their defense, uh, might score some points. I think Purdue's defense might be able to score some points off old Ethan here. Uh, seven picks and I think uh the pressure the Boilermakers are bringing off the edge has a good chance to really mess up, mess with his uh timing and uh you know surprisingly enough for as much as the secondary struggled they've picked off some passes yeah and uh, we've we've
1: mentioned several times over the past few weeks how a lot of those um there was even a, a Cam Allen one and then a Theanderman one uh now, Bostros. Like, don't forget and, Bostros. And how can we forget
0: Bostros? Future Friend of the Show.
1: But like they're they're not they're not even just like poorly thrown passes. They're effort interceptions. Good coverage, not too much separation, just sometimes straight up wrestling the ball away from a receiver. And that's what you like to see. Uh, and the fact that they've kind of done that. More than once over the season, I mean, it, it gives me the thought that, you know, maybe Purdue can continue to score some points while they're on defense, which is, you know, it's my it's one of my favorite things. Drew's wife's favorite play in football is a pick six. I love a good Piesman Trophy candidate, you know. Uh, I was at the Georgia game when our defensive lineman, number 78, had an interception. I love that stuff. Everybody loves a good, weird defensive play that benefits your offense when your offense may be
0: not that great. Dude, give me a Cole Brevard's scoop and score. is what I'm looking for. I want the big man in the end zone, shaking what he's got. I think we need to talk
1: more about my uh, SEC transfer, Mba. Mba, yeah. I, th- we... I think he's a prime candidate for coming off the edge and causing a fumble. Um, scoop and score? Maybe not necessarily a scoop mm. and score, but I I would love it. Um, scoop and score that, would be nice. That being said, um... He's he's just gotten increasingly more disruptive as the season's gone on, and you know not even when it's uh, a, just a obvious passing situation like he's he's hit the ball out of running backs' mitts like it's I love his intensity and I think he's a prime candidate and sorry I'm just sounding like I need some soup right now um, but I think he's a prime candidate for a uh, forced fumble or huh. Two? Did Garrett just say two forced fumbles? Ooh, two forced fumbles. Um, you know, it's not like the weather's going to be bad or anything either. It's just it's, it's supposed to be pretty nice in West Lafayette, like mid forties, high uh, high forties,
0: and you know it's going to get colder as
1: the night goes on.
0: But I think the defense is in good position to make some plays. I, I agree with you. I think I think they're going to get after, um, uh, Ethan and uh, cause some serious issues for the, uh, you know, for the, uh, the offense, uh, Illinois, I was looking up Illinois, uh, let's see, they had one, two, so they got him on the ground twice, um, which, uh, you know, surprising, uh, so it looks like Minnesota blocked them up pretty well, Hopefully, but uh, you know I think Purdue's been attacking a little differently than Illinois does uh, this year with our outside linebackers being featured more than our defensive ends. Um, but speaking of Emba, real quick, that's, that's I'm kind of excited about him coming back and having that next year because so I do feel like as the season's gone on, you see more and more of him. He's just a guy that didn't have much of a football background uh, until late in his high school career. Uh, And then uh, you know went JUCO, uh, and then really didn't play much Auburn. So I feel like he's really we're really just starting to see what he's capable. He's still a little raw. Still commits some penalties. I feel like those a lot of those penalties are an over exuberance more than uh, anything else. Well, a
1: reminder that you know when I think Drew kind of understated it because like late in his career means that this kid's this kid's from Africa. He moved to Paris. Uh, and joined a club football team in Paris when he was, like, 17 because he was, you know, like, 6'6", 300 pounds as an 18-year-old. I was I was that tall. I was not 300 pounds as an 18-year-old. <laughs> okay. And so he got recruited uh, into U.S. college programs, went to a community college, one of those that pumps out, uh, I think it was Hutchinson, right? Yeah. Was it H- Hutchinson? Yeah. And, um, the and, then, and then went to Auburn. And so this is a guy who's, like, as the days go by, he's just absorbing more and more about a sport he learned about two years after most of us learned how to drive,
0: right? Yeah, right. So you figure he's what, 21, 22? I, th- I think he's
1: 22, yeah.
0: Yeah, so he's four years of football. So, you know, every, every snap that he plays is a snap that uh, really gets, he sort of puts into the bank for him to get better. Um, and that's, uh, you know... Again, uh, I really think I like what this defense has right now. I, I like what it has coming back on the line, uh, for the most part. Um, so I think uh, it's gonna be up to that this pass rush, right? That's that's the key, guys. And then the stop the run game, because uh, that's what uh, Minnesota really wants to do um, is run the ball as much as possible. Um, kind of protect that defense, uh, Illinois. Did a good job of uh, shutting him down. Um, Jordan Ubin, uh 19 uh, carries, 75 yards, so under 4 yards a carry. Um, Zach Evans, 8 carries, 16 yards, so that's 2 yards a carry. Um, they've been without... Uh, they had a, like, kind of a stud freshman running back who's been out with injury. I don't think he's going to be back for this one either. Darius Taylor um, through 5 games, um, I think he may have been leading the nation in yards, uh, but uh, we haven't seen him in a while. Um, yeah, when he got, went down, he had uh, 103 carries for 591 yards, four touchdowns, averaging 5.7 yards a carry. Um, and his uh, backups just haven't been able to get uh, get to what the production he was at. Newbin, averaging 4.7 yards a carry. Tyler... Uh, Sean Tyler, another one of their backs, uh, is averaging 3.9 yards a carry. Uh, Zach Evans is, is a, you know, they'll, they'll put a lot of guys, uh, hand the ball off to a lot of different guys now that Taylor's out. When Taylor was out, he was getting almost all the snaps. Uh, but now that he is injured, as, you know, sometimes happens when you give a true freshman all the snaps. Uh, God, there was one game, I think he had 40 carries. Um just small gripe. I wish the Atlanta Falcons would learn a thing or two about
1: uh, big talent and giving them more than like 15 carries a game with Bijan Robinson. <laughs> Whatever, that's fine. Uh, eighth pick, no, no big deal. Just give the eighth pick uh,
0: 15 carries per game. Uh, it's it's a hard it's hard life for Atlanta Falcons fans around here. Yeah, uh, you hate to see it. You're, <laughs> but then you, you do love to see it. <laughs> unless
1: you're a Saints Drew Brees fan, I know, I know. Uh, you
0: know, I'm not even a Saints fan, much us I was more of a Drew Brees fan than a. Uh, I mean, who isn't a Drew Brees? I, even as a Falcons
1: fan, who isn't a Drew Brees fan?
0: You know, I don't think the Bucks liked him very much. Well, I don't like the Bucks very much, that's, so that's fair. Uh, yeah, so against oh, that was Newbin too. No, against a. This is like how much Minnesota wants to run the ball against Michigan State. Right, they won this game twenty-seven to twelve. Uh. Newbin, their their backup uh, running back had 40 carries for 204 yards and two touchdowns. That's a lot of carries, dude. That's a little that's bordering on like kind of reckless, like you know, hurting a child. Hurting, yeah, like, <laughs> hurting a well, not child, but. but that's sort of like when, a 20 year old. when you're getting into like a college baseball pitcher throwing like 150 pitches in a, in a game. And yeah, no, that's, that's not setting anybody
1: up for long-term success in terms of, uh, you know, the general health and joints and
0: <laughs> how muscles
1: work aspect.
0: I am going to guess that he was not feeling great on Sunday after a 40-carry effort. Um, so I think that really the takeaway from that game is that if, Minnesota can run the ball they're going to run the ball until you stop them from running the ball and then they're probably going to try to run the ball like five more times just to make sure you can stop them before they pass it so yeah, it's all about the running game though Garrett um, Purdue just has to stop the run if they can stop the run uh, and put this into uh, Calakamanis' hands uh, I think they'll win this game uh, but if they can't stop the run, uh, Minnesota's just gonna keep running. So it's really gonna be up to that defensive front. Now the good news is that we've, the, the, the front's looked good against the run here recently, even against teams like Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, that,
1: that was not a fun little stretch of the schedule for anybody. No, Let alone, like, you know, you're a first-year head coach. Like, not, not even just at a new venue. You are a first-year head coach. And you have to play Ohio State and Michigan uh, within the span of three weeks. Um, that was three weeks, or was yeah, 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 three yeah. weeks. And it, honestly, I think I hate I hate to be like the, the kind of iron sharpens iron type old man aspect, thinking like uh, you know what I'm talking about. Like I I hate to sound like it, but. I mean, when you get put through the gauntlet as a young team with a new head coach, you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about what you're good at and what you're bad at. You learn a lot about what works and what doesn't. Right. Um, And you have to do it against the stiffest competition, not only in your conference, but like in all of college football. And you know what? I've, I've said it with some probably rosy shaded glasses several times this year but guys just just wait and see just wait and see because I really like how how Walters is is coaching this team and I think this was probably a terrible year for him to jump into a first year position with this schedule but he knew that he's a smart guy he knew that going in Purdue's gonna be good Purdue's gonna be good
0: I mean listen to this so listen to this schedule real quick. East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, at Nebraska, at Minnesota, Indiana at home, at Michigan State, and then home against Purdue. That's Michigan's schedule. What is that weak sauce? That is the weakest sauce I've ever heard, I've ever seen. Why Purdue should be scheduling like this and not like they are... I don't even know what Purdue is scheduling like. I have no idea who made up these schedules. Like, good teams don't schedule like this. This is, like, the worst way to schedule is you schedule a bunch of teams like Fresno State and Syracuse that, like, can beat you. But if you beat them, also, it's not, like, like... It's it's not that impressive. Not that impressive. (laughs) Like, it's just a 50-50, like, toss-up game in the middle. Like, that's... I mean, you just start in a hole uh, that, you know, like I said, uh, you know, Michigan, East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and Purdue was scheduled what? Fresno State? Fresno State's better than the three teams I just mentioned. Right. And so uh, Syracuse, who was good until they fell apart, uh, Garrett Schrader took a few too many hits again. Um, and then. Uh, that does actually make me happy, Garrett. Syracuse thought they were so good, and they beat Purdue, and then they're not good anymore. Uh, anyways, moving on from Syracuse's uh, issues, it's just uh, kind of back to the problem at hand. Minnesota, the Gophers. Well,
1: what? maybe we can play Bill Murray this weekend.
0: I hope so. I hope so. I could use a, I could use a victory uh, on the gridiron. Although we're probably gonna get another one tonight on the hardwood. I'm gonna say. Um, I think so too. Also, we have a.
1: Uh, now that I'm back from sneezing at everything, and coughing at everything, and drinking soup out of coffee mugs, we're gonna have a pur- uh, Purdue basketball podcast coming up. It's it's gonna be an extension of Boiler Uptown South. We're just gonna call it like up down south talk hoops or whatever yeah, so something like
0: that it'll be about sundays, sundays
1: yeah. sunday sunday, yeah, sunday. I'm gonna do sunday 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 um and i love like basketball was the only sport that i think i probably could have played at a collegiate level even if it was d3 so i know a lot about basketball true knows a lot about basketball i think it's both of our first loves yeah uh even though we're both soccer studs as well.
0: That's right. Multi talented, multi talented. Um, so, yeah, definitely check us out there. Garrett, yeah, we got to do it though. We've been putting this off, but uh, I think we're going to get us on our uh, record. What do you think, Minnesota? How's it play out?
1: They're just going to run, run, run because they can't pass, pass, pass. Okay. Um and I think Hudson Card is going to be able to do enough things with his legs to extend play. Like, I really just want to see a couple of short routes on to get it to, like, third and two, third and three. And then, you know, Hudson Card kind of uses his legs to to make him pay over the middle. Like, they're a bent, but don't break defense. They tackle well. They contain well. They're going to give up a lot of yards. They just don't want you to score points. Um... That being said, their offense is really bad, so I'm saying... Final score? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, final Final score. Alright, Purdue, 26.
0: No, Purdue, 23. Uh Uh-huh. Purdue, 23. Minnesota, 16. Gotcha. Alright, so I think I am going to go with a Purdue victory as well. I got the Boilermakers, uh... 27. Minnesota, 24. They're going to miss a field goal at the end, and P.J. Fleck is going to stomp his tiny little feet.
1: <sighs> He's going to row that boat elsewhere, yeah. hopefully. yeah. Um, no, there is a reason, guys, that Purdue, despite the records of these two teams, there is a reason that I find very reasonable that Purdue is a one-point favorite in this game. Um, Minnesota's defense is, is Okay. But who have they played? Nobody. Minnesota's offense.
0: It's bad. It's not good. Very, very bad. I think it's. I think. I think. I think Purdue wins because they win the turnover battle. But I think it's not, I think it's like a high-scoring turnover battle. I think they might win like four to three in the turnover battle. But I think they out. I think they win the turnover battle against Minnesota, and that puts us over the edge. We win another game, uh, and uh, build a little momentum. Um, to at least pound the Hoosiers at the end of the season, maintain the bucket, have some good feels going in to next season. But, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Listen, a us on Sunday. Uh, we'll find a little shooty and uh, We'll be back next week. Uh, who we got on the schedule next week, Gert? Uh, for football or basketball? Yeah, for football. Uh, for football, we are playing not Indiana yet, but uh... uh you think we can beat them? Questionable. We can re-record this. Northwestern. Northwestern. No, we're not re-recording that. We're going all the way, baby. Northwestern. It's not our fault. We forgot we were playing Northwestern. And do you know how
1: many teams I have to keep
0: up with? Do you know how many people forget they play Northwestern? I don't even think Northwestern knows they're playing next weekend. Uh, And so, anyways, with that said, we'll see you all next week. Or on Sunday. So, uh, do you want to hit it? Uh,
1: I will say, listen to our Squeaky Floor Shooty Hoops on Sunday, and y'all come back now, you hear? I need to go drink some soup. Y'all come back. God.